Welcome, welcome, welcome back. Podcast world, where the pavement ends. We got a very special guest today, don't we, Clay? Special. I've known him a long time. How long you known him? About six months. No. <laughs> uh, well, actually, Chad has known him the longest, I'd say. When did you guys start knowing each other? We don't want to get into him yet. Tell we don't want to get into yeah, him yet. We don't, not yet. I was hoping that you wouldn't just throw him right no, into the water. I'm not going to. <laughs> I feel like I've known him a very long time. We just met. That's how hunters are. Travis McClendon. Travis McClendon. I'm he, clapping he, over myself. He's got this pedigree that opened the door before he even got here. You know, know what I mean? You know, when you got just that presence. It's like when I walk into a room, right? Right. It's like you and magic tricks <laughs> as Travis is to big game hunting. And that's compliment. Clay knows a lot of magic tricks. He's blows people's minds. It's it's insane. <laughs> it's Clay's one of those guys that you, you almost don't want him to succeed because he's very good at many things and it really gets under your skin. What do you think the best thing or the, the most random good thing I'm or thing that I'm good about? That would surprise most people? Yeah. Well, I kind of let the cat out of the bag with that magic trick thing because that's always an unexpected thing and i know that you don't do it very often for a crowd and then so when you bust them out randomly three times a year and how good they are and how i can't seem to pick up on the dumb trick because i don't i do not believe in magic i know that there's some dumb trick that you've done but i can't ever figure it out but the the guitar playing is very uh i don't think a lot of people would guess that about you either what about ping pong ping pong stupid yeah but, but i think you did a little time in wittenberg which is our juvenile <laughs> hall here that's the only way that a person can be good at ping pong is to have spent time not in real jail because i don't think they play in real jail but that wittenberg i believe well you want to know how i got good is in, this a tom hanks uh, no in, thing? Co in college uh, getting done with baseball in school and we always had ping pong tables in the you know the dorm and in the locker rooms and workout rooms and stuff so you get done and just played every day after so what? baseball in school, and so I got good. And and then the English champion came in mm. to to uh, Vegas, and he thought he was good, and he came to the campus, and he got beat by you, by me. Well, I've been around a ping pong table my whole life, and I suck. Well, I don't know. I guess you didn't dedicate yourself, Travis. What would you say would be something weird that nobody knows that you're good at? On along the lines of magic, guitar playing, <laughs> ping pong. Love making. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> well, we cannot verify this. No, and I don't want to right now. <laughs> yeah, there is a four-minute video on YouTube if you want to look that. <laughs> I up. look like I'm very clumsy in the bed, but actually, I'm not. You really got it wow, going. We, I do. We went right I there. Got, I don't. I like it. I'm not beating around the bush, Clay. First time we <laughs> get that drink away from him, Jesus. <laughs> right. Well, put me on the spot. That's got, all I could come up with. <laughs> I like it. I feel like if you if you're good at something, you just got to play your hand, right? I've been practicing cornhole. Does that count? Again, mm. careful, careful what you say because Clay's pretty good at that too. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm telling you. He's one of those guys that you almost don't want to succeed. Thank like when he plays, you're like, I really hope Clay loses. <laughs> you know, is that string gonna break on the guitar? <laughs> Please do. Yeah. <laughs> Is he a good winner? Like, does he win well, or does he? No, like, of he, course not. He's, <laughs> he rubs it in. He is a not. he is a gracious winner and a sore loser. No, <laughs> I, I, no. I be, I'm not a sore loser because I don't lose. Mm. Mm. Off the top of my head, I can't recall you losing. Right off the top of my head, but I'll think of something. I've probably beaten you at pool or something in your lifetime. Maybe. 
I know I've not beaten you at ping pong. I will give you that. <laughs> cornhole. The cornhole thing, they had this board set up in the in the studio out here, and they played all winter long, so it's really not fair. Most of them are pretty good at cornhole out here, That's too. true. Horseshoes. I think I could hold my own with you at horseshoes. Probably. I haven't practiced that in a while. What else would you think that – what else you got in your bag of tricks, so to speak? Magic, guitar, a lot of leisure people, sports. A lot He's of, a good golfer. It, a lot of people don't know that I'm published in poetry either. I have poems po- or poems published. Really? Uh-huh. Hmm. Impressive. I don't, really know, I don't know what to really say about that. Yeah. <laughs> you got nothing. That actually, got nothing. that actually, your cool points went down right there. <laughs> no. So maybe think of something else that you're good at. I was, I was going down the golf path, but uh-huh. Clay, Clay played 15 holes with his brother Clint the other day. And what'd you shoot? I don't know. It was, it was in the seventies, I believe. And then he, uh, he had a, a, a back uh, flare up and he <laughs> shot three bogeys in a row, but it's all right. Yeah. So here we are today with a guy named Travis McClendon. He is here because he's a badass. Yeah. Right? <laughs> In the sack, apparently. apparently. We're going to get verification right. of that later. Yeah, we got somebody that can verify that here. Um, we'll figure that out. But <laughs> Travis, he is the owner of a company called Zero Guide Fees. And uh, based out of he's based out of California, but during the hunting season, he's... In Arizona. Well, I'm going to make a correction. Yeah, he moved. Correction. You moved from California? I did. Oh, I didn't see. About eight months ago, I moved to uh, St. George, Utah. So now I'm right on the Arizona Strip so I can hunt mule deer. Love it. Very conveniently. Yeah. Were you being serious when you said the corona drove you out of California or were you you planning to move anyway? No, I wasn't planning to move. And uh, we decided to get out before they locked the state down because we thought they might do that. Mm -hmm. So it gave me a good excuse to leave. I paid my my lease off and I left. I and it. I'm thinking it took nine years to get out, get my roots out of there. <laughs> and I'm from Arizona. I claim Arizona. I love St. George, Utah. And the only thing I want to do in California is visit. I don't ever want to live there again. That's how I am, like Vegas. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, Vegas. Think I could ever no live good. in Vegas again, no. like in college. No, I lived there after college for three more years, and it was uh, it's bad. Yeah, so before we even get into your hunting, what tell me how you came along to the Belding family. How did it how did it all start? How do you fit this puzzle? <laughs> well, you know, I, mean, I, I know, Ch- but tell everybody. I knew Chad before Chad was Chad, right? Yep. So, you know, getting in trouble with the coach most of the time playing baseball with him at UNLV. So, you know, Chad have to Usually Chad was running laps because he smarted off or didn't listen to instruction, you know, knew more than the coach, <laughs> questioned the coach. And then, you know, coach would just make him run around some laps. And, and coach was a very famous coach. Yeah. And, you know, the funny thing is with that guy, can I say his name? Yeah. Freddie yeah. D. Yeah. Freddie D. Freddie Dalimore. Freddie, yeah. Dalimore is one of a kind. If anybody knows Dalimore, they know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's one of a kind. And, you know, he hated everybody on the team. That was just like the M.O. You just knew. But then after you got done playing baseball for him, he's the best friend. Ever. So, like, he became, it's like, why didn't you like this when we were playing? We probably could have played better for you (laughs) or wanted to play for you. Yeah. When I went down to Vegas, he recruited me. He signed me. Came up here. And you'll, you'll attest to this. The biggest thing that I remember about my signing deal, on the way back down to Vegas, he threw in. A chew 
but snorted it <laughs> how you're like you're supposed to apparently snuff or snuff, snuff. Yeah, yeah. he on the plane he just <laughs> right up the nostril i was like what the hell did yeah. i've never seen it before yeah. and you know and then 20 minutes through the plane ride little black streak coming he just wipe it off mm -hmm. seriously it and just do it again oh. this i'm just like oh my god freddie d this is going to be my coach right yeah so i get to vegas sign everything going good he gets a call from AAA Baltimore. Hey, we need you to come be our pitching coach. And he goes, "Okay." So he left. I'm out. And got. And then I, his assistant Rod Sosby became the head coach. Rod, good old Rod. And his face would turn redder God. than freaking, Big old, like a candy cane, and he would explode, wouldn't yeah, he? Nice time. guy, but man, big when he got explode. mad, it was over. <laughs> My favorite. Uh, Dalmore spoke. Remember at your dad's uh, uh, foundation dinner, yep. and. Uh, the, the funniest thing is he said, you know, he says that belding is his biggest recruiting mistake yep. ever. And <laughs> not, no, not this Not, not Clay. Yeah, not Cl Chad, Chad. Chad belding. Dude. And that, uh. it, I never saw a man be deflated in a room so bad. You know, Chad was up there, uh, you know, oh, kind of giving funny. his talk and, and doing all that stuff. And then he's hyping up uh, Coach Dalmore to everyone, you know, before Dalmore went up to speak, you know, and then, yeah. He comes it, in. It, it was something, yeah. Biggest You're the recruiting biggest mistake I ever made. God, it's hilarious, dude. What What is the best one-liner that Freddie D ever said to an umpire in your in your view? Do you remember any of them? I don't remember. I do I do remember what he said at the pitcher because I was a catcher. Yeah. So I always went out to the mound and he come walking out yeah. and his classic line was always, you're more nervous than a whore in church. <laughs> you know, that was like his number one go-to. What's wrong with you? You know, I start yelling and kicking kids. Yeah. So he, he, he said, uh, he said one day in, because he left, the so, so when we were playing summer ball before he left, he says uh, to an umpire, your strike zone, something to this effect, your strike zone is so wide, it's like your wife's that you can drive a Mack truck through. No oh, boy. <laughs> he didn't he make gone. it through. Yeah, he didn't make it through that game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that didn't, didn't he have a story? Uh, I've seen another minor league uh, coach that like got ejected from a game and like he went and put like a different outfit on. So didn't did. Dalmore do that out of the bullpen or something he like did. that? Yes. Yeah. I remember hearing that story too that he got ejected and he went out in the bullpen and like put like a player's jacket on or something and was still was. calling the game from the yep. from the uh He came out one he came out one practice, he gathered us all up, sat us down. He's like, Listen here, you sons of bitches. I just got tenure, so nobody's gonna fire my ass today. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, we're not like against you, like we're your players. <laughs> you you kinda wonder um, if it's like a like a like a dog scenario, you know, he, he's nice, you know, he gets you on the team and then he, he can't be too close to you because you know he's going right. to yell at you at yeah, some point. Exactly. So God, he ain't going to let you sleep in his bed. He's going to make you work. He's one of a kind, though. I he's remember he's still alive, yeah? Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember Brian Anthony. Oh, yeah. Brian, if you're listening, hello. <laughs> but uh, I remember we were playing in Reno right here. And, you know, Reno was our biggest competition, and that was, like, all hyped-up games. Man, oh, yeah. the people in the audience were, or the stands Especially were Especially for me, being from Reno, going yes, to Vegas and exactly. coming back to the You play. had a lot of pressure, yeah. yeah. And I remember Brian struck out, came back to the dugout, and he kicked Brian in the rear. I mean, just hauled off and kicked him with his leg, you know, right in the butt. And I remember Brian, he, he had enough. He turned around and grabbed him by the collar and said, if you ever touch me, old man, again, I will kick your ass. <laughs> you understand me? He's like, you can yell at me. And you can tell me, but you will not touch me again. And after that, because he always hit guys. Oh, yeah. He'd Could you imagine that today? 
Wouldn't oh no, never happened. Coach, uh, he. But here's the thing, I believe that made the his players better men and better people in society. Of course it does. And now. <laughs> right, and it's not like he's punching Coach, people right. in yeah. the face. Coach you know, yelled at me. Yeah, shut yeah. the hell up. I remember I, one my biggest memory with him is he always, if he thought you were tough, like mentally, he wouldn't pick on you. If yeah. you, if you showed weakness in a situation, man, he would just nitpick that forever. So for me, it was always like you know he never touched me. He never like would get mad at me and do that kind of stuff. He did with other guys, but. I was always trying to, so I threw down the second one time and the batter didn't get out of the way and I split my finger open between the ball and the bat. Mm. I mean, I split it wide open and I couldn't even throw the ball. And he's like, can you come, can you play? And I'm like, yeah, I wasn't coming out because I didn't want him to think less of me. But that's what makes you think, you know, you're tough. You're like, he's going to make you tougher and mentally tough. And so I didn't come out. Everyone was still in second the whole rest of the game because I couldn't throw the ball. But he... But he wanted me to stay, and I freaking stayed in yeah. there because I didn't want to be like looking I like, like a wuss. I like it. So, what what one thing do you remember about Chad down there besides getting in trouble and running laps? Was he a good player? Was he? Was there any funny stories off campus? Was oh, there... Chad was always just like he is now. He's always <laughs> just telling stories and trying to be the life of the party, and yeah. you know. Sometimes Chad was moody, you know, you just couldn't talk to him because he was not in the right mood. And then sometimes you come in, it's the class clown and everything's right with the world. We call that the Philippone gene in here because my mom's side of the family is like that. You never know what you're going to get. Yeah, you never know what you're going to get. Yeah, that was Chad. Chad was a really good hitter, you know, left-handed and he, you know, he worked really hard and him and he never let, they always, him and Dalimar always had this back and forth. Like always, yeah. like Chad never let him get away with nothing. Still and today, s- still today, yeah. and then Delamar wouldn't either. So they had all this back and forth, and so he was a good hitter. He, you know, he was a decent hitter. I think he's gotten better. I was going to say better. he's gotten older. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's got you know he's got more pounds behind him now. He probably could jack <laughs> a couple out of the yard. He did. He he has, and uh, he he just said the other day he went down to uh, well this last summer we were with George Brett cooking nice. with him with Traeger nice. and. Uh, he asked him if he can get a tryout. He was going to be the first 45-year-old rookie, you know, in the <laughs> league. <laughs> and George was like, no, no. No. Yeah, no. I've seen it. No. It's amazing how quickly I'll be 48. Chad's birthday is just a day before mine, so mine's the 22nd. His Which is my girlfriend's is the 22nd. 22nd? Yeah. Nice. So we're all going to celebrate. I knew I liked her. <laughs> and uh, it's amazing how fast your body deteriorates, you know, once you get over 40. Trust me, I had something two days ago that told me real quick that it's I was crazy. over 40. <laughs> yeah, I can't even swing. What'd you have? Yeah, what I have? have? Yeah. We can talk about a colonoscopy. <laughs> At 40? It's the new 50. They say get it done. Really? How yeah. was it? So I haven't the, had it done. I'm 48. Am you I, should get it done. Problem? They say if you have, I guess, history, which we don't. But I had some other things going on that they wanted to check out, in re- which... All, all clear, all good. But the, the day before, all the stuff that you have to drink oh, I heard. to clear you out mm. and do all that stuff, that's the miserable part. The procedure's 20 minutes. And Is it true that they're all smoking cigarettes when you wake up? Well, that and it was weird because he was checking it with both of his hands on my shoulder. <laughs> yeah. It was weird. Yeah. You got the whole fist in, Doc? Right. <laughs> Captain Jelly wrist. <laughs> God, I love baseball talk. Mm. Oh, I love it. I miss, I miss baseball. That's, that's one thing I miss. Road, road uh, trips. Travel. Road trips and baseball talk. Yeah. Jargon. 
Mm-hmm. The talking, jargon of baseball. Talking smack. Oh, it's the best. We still don't know what you do for a living, Travis. We, we well, just started take, to hear yeah, about take it. it. Take it from baseball to where you are today. What what led you to... Did you ever... Did you hunt growing up? Yes. Did you hunt growing up? Oh, yeah. Up? Uh-huh. And now what... You came up with this idea of zero guide fees. What is it? Tell everybody now. Let it out of the bag. All right. I'm we, sure people are we going there. We're jumping from ball to, well, yeah. to zero guide fees. Okay, gotcha. Because you you learned how to be tough, <laughs> right? That and now you have to be <laughs> tough you. in tough with what you're doing now because right. it don't always go your way. Thank you, Coach Dalmar, for mm-hmm, <laughs> toughening me up. All Appreciate right. that. Didn't know a thing about baseball, but at least I got tough. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I've been hunting since I was 10 years old. Legally in Arizona, you can hunt with 10. My dad took us out, and my dad was a big hunter and fisherman, and we started hunting when I was 10 years old. I killed my first first elk when I was 12, my first deer when I was 11. I was kind of addicted at that point. And my dad, one night I'll never forget, my dad comes home, wakes me up in the middle of the night, me and my brother only a year apart, so we're living in the same room. And uh, we had our same room, and he, knocked, he, I don't know, it must have been midnight, he knocks on the door, turns the light on, comes in, and I don't know, it's probably 12 or 13. And he bought this bows for us, me and my brother. And, you know, they were crappy little compound bows with the wood arrows. <laughs> and we loved them so much, we went out and shot, and I never shot a rifle again in the animal. I've been doing archery ever since. Yeah. So when I shot my full, first uh, bull with my bow, I was kind of addicted to the archery. So that's what I've been doing. And my dad started an outfitting company in the late 80s. and In Arizona. He, in Arizona, yeah. He, he really was the pioneer to... John McClendon, which a lot of people would know who he is. Um, mainly, you know. Not mainly, but one reason was the 200 and what was that deer, the number one that a couple Yeah, years, a couple so a couple years. years ago in 2014, he shot the number one SCI typical buck. What was that? In the world. It grossed 232 typical. <laughs> and Your dad? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You never heard about it? Seen it? 232 with a typical bow. with a bow. Yes. From Arizona? Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Jesus. And he's killed a couple of the, you know, a couple 400-inch bulls. But he really got his name with him and his partner. They they were the really the first ones to spearhead the 400-inch type bulls, and which led to Doyle Moss in Utah. Most they bad. started videos 30 years ago. They were doing videos. His first video came out in 1988. Your dad's? Yeah, North Star Productions. Him and Mike Whalen started um, a video company, and they've been hunting. They were doing all those hunts. So now all the videos you see today are all stemmed from, from that. So Very cool. I've got to see all that, you know. I remember my dad came home. My my dad brought a mount home that he shot. It was a, maybe 280-inch 6x6. Six six. You know, back then it was like... It was nothing. It was unbelievable. It was like, this is the best bull we've ever seen. That thing is huge. And now it's like, yeah. you know, you won't even, like, look at it. But <laughs> back then, it just, you, you know, 380, 390, 400, the inches weren't even discussed when yeah. I was growing up. It was just about if you saw it, you shoot it. And so it was good to be under his umbrella, but... You know, so we and he still guides for me. He's seven, he'll be seventy-one this year, and he's still guiding and still hunting. He came out with me this last week and elk hunting in Arizona. So he's still getting it done. And so, so now you're a full-time guide with zero guide fees. And how did what what changed from? Did your dad give you the clientele? No. So what happened the, is me and my dad became partners. So I when I quit playing baseball in two thousand, I uh, decided to. My dad knew how to build homes, so he built us our first home. I started building homes, but in the off-season, we would go hunt, and then we would do the guiding, which we always did as a supplemental part of our lives for the hunting season. And um, so I guided for my dad for like 15, 20 years. I don't know. I've been doing it 28 years now, and 
so then we became partners and then I ended up buying him out in 2013. So 2013, I bought him out and I partnered with another gentleman. We became, we, we built Arizona strip guides for the mule deer and the sheep aspect. So we do all the Kaibab and the Arizona strip for the trophy mule deer. And then we made the Arizona elk outfitter. So we changed it from McLennan's guide service, which I'm thinking about going back to, because I, I love the name of my dad and mm-hmm. the history that's there. But we realized one of the things we created, the reason why I created Zero Guide Fees five years ago is because there was a big need for guys who wanted to, to maximize their tag because we know in the West, like Nevada, Arizona, Utah, New Mexico, it's hard to draw. Oh, yeah. And some of these areas are harder to draw. And so what happens is, guys, if you want to maximize your hunt, most guys would love to use an outfitter. The problem with it, it ain't free. And they, you know, when you tell the wife it's going to be $7,000 for a guided hunt, they, she's like, no, yeah. I don't think so. The baby needs a new pair of shoes. Yeah. You know, that's not going to go to hunting. So one of the things we saw is, like, as guide fees go up, more people were getting, looking on the outside, looking in. You know, they weren't able to afford it. So we're like, how can I combat this thing? So when I bought my dad out in 2013, in 2015, I just came up with this idea that, what if we charged a small membership fee and then we gave, we paid for the hunt? Yep. And that way that you don't have to worry about guide fees when you get drawn. If you've been putting in for one year or 10 years or 20 years, one of the big setbacks is like, oh man, I'm gonna go to another state. I've been putting in for 10 years. I finally got drawn. I really wanna maximize this hunt and I don't know where to go and I can't afford an outfitter. Well, we fit all that. like. If I'm paying for your outfitter fees and you're going to go with a reputable outfitter, problem solved, right? So that's kind of what we came up with. And basically, Zero Guide Fees is a membership-based program where people put in their membership dues. It's $350 per state. So if you're just talking about Nevada, you put in $350. And all the members do that, and that money goes into a pot. And then the guys who get drawn that year, that money pays for their hunt. So you might be paying for somebody's hunt this year, but eventually when you get drawn, yeah. they're going to be paying for your hunt. And so it's it's way cheaper to pay $350, which is 90 cents a day, but you're going to spend that on alcohol and go to the convenience store and getting your Coke every day. Yeah. So if you want, if you really want to be serious about maximizing your hunt in other states, you know, here's the thing, Clay. Even if you decided to go somewhere in Nevada, and let's say you got drawn for an Arizona hunt, um, even if you went on your own, you brought a couple friends, you're going to spend a couple grand. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. And not having a guide. Easy. You're going to do it on your own. You're going to try to scout it. you got to leave work. you got tire time. you got tires. You've got truck repairs. You're going to have food and gas and all that. So my idea is to take that $2,000 that you would normally pay, you know, pay for yourself to go on that hunt and put it towards your membership. Because... In the end, I'm going to give you a fully outfitted hunt with a reputable outfitter. Yep. And so it, go back on the price, 350 per state per species, or that's unlimited species? So 350 per species. A lot of guys, they might have their favorite species they do, but also about half our members do an all-inclusive package. And so the all-inclusive package is just an additional $150 more, and it'll cover every big game species in the state. So $500 per year per state. Yep. If and then if it takes you five years, ten years, that's five grand, let's say. But in that five years, you might draw one or two tags that you're going to spend five thousand easy on, like you're saying, 
everything else that you're doing. Yeah, we pay for one-on-one, fully outfitted hunts. All you got to do is get to camp. We write the checks. Now, I personally have outfitting companies that I've had for 27, 28 years in Arizona. So if you're a member and you get drawn in Arizona, one of my companies is going to guide you. That's what I was just going to say and mention it because uh, people might be questioning that. If you drew Nevada, you might not. I don't know. You're I not, don't guide. You're not, you're not guiding in Nevada. No. So this guy can say, hey, I want to go with the Marx Brothers or Brunson or whoever. Absolutely. And you, okay. Cause you I write the check. You don't put any uh, input in that? Or if so I can ask. give them a list. If they And some people ask for a preferred outfitter mm-hmm. list. We'll have three to five guys. I say, call them all. Let me know who you want to go with, who you feel good about, yeah. and I'll cut the check to them and pay for your hunt. So, um, And then sometimes they already know who they want to go with, yep. and they're like, hey, I'm going to go with Brunson, and you know, I'm going to do this hunt, so write the check, and I pay, I pay them directly. So, in fact, we just paid. I just paid for six hunts in U- Utah last week. You know, we paid for, I paid for 50 hunts last year. That's $250,000 we paid out in hunts. So we're kind of like an insurance, car insurance company. You know, you well, go to course. the auto body company, get your, fi- you know, car fixed. Yeah. You're, you're, I mean, as a business model, it's still a business, right? Yeah. That, so you're hoping that you, ha- the amount of people that signing up, 90% of them aren't going to draw, right? Or whatever that is. I don't know what the numbers are, but you're obviously hoping, obviously, because you want to make some money yourself doing this, you're pretty much guaranteed that not everyone's going to draw a tag. Absolutely. So of those 50 hunts, you don't have to get into it, but there's more than those members that aren't drawing that you're making some profit on the business. Absolutely. Well, let me let me clarify a couple of things. Number one, um, our strategy are basically the odds of getting drawn and the application process and all that is with the state. Some people get it confused that I am running the draw yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm not running the draw. So this is all based off the Arizona game and fish, the Nevada game and fish, Utah, New Mexico. So what, what it is, is guys can get out of 50 guys that I paid for hunts last year. Uh, I would say six of those guys have never even applied for Arizona. They got drawn in their first chance wow. because there's always a random possibility of drawing in states like New Mexico, Nevada, Utah, and Arizona. So on that guy, you're losing money on that, obviously on a first first year, second year type of guy. But most ultimately, we'll be losing money on everybody if you talk it. I mean, look at your car insurance. I pay a hundred dollars a month. That's twelve hundred dollars a year. If I direct my fifty thousand dollar pickup truck, that's my insurance company calling me right now. No, by the way, your rates just went up. Hundred dollars a month. We've seen you drive. Side note. I have to have an alarm to get my boy from school every day because I forget. Yesterday, I forgot him at school. Alarm went off. JP for, or uh, George from Benelli calls me to, hey, hey, can you do this? We talked about the new guns and got into doing something, forgot. Get a call from one of my friends. Hey, are you picking up Chase from school today? <laughs> <laughs> my mother. Well, let's, so, let's, let's, Linda, let's put a pause for you. Gonna pause. So quit doing magic tricks and oh, dedicate your brain to your child. God. <laughs> or give up ping pong or cornhole. See, you got too much going on. This life ain't for everybody. Carly. That's right. That's right. Ain't for everybody. You look tired. <laughs> God dang. <laughs> I mean, that, that's the... Uh, maybe quit playing guitar. Oh, I can't do that. I'm going to play tonight and tomorrow and Saturday. I have a... We, we interrupted something that's very important. It is. You were just going to say you're going to lose on most people because you're only kicking in 500 bucks, say, or what is it, 400 if you want the all inclusive? What if you want the all inclusive? It's 500. 500. So 500 bucks a year, do you have like a minimum 
amount of time that you need to be in this program. Nope. So if what stops me, God will edit this if we have to, but what stops me from drawing Nevada, going right onto your website, booking, and then going, hey, I want to hunt with Bull Ridge that's usually five grand or whatever, and I only paid 500 I'm sure you got to sign up. So the application, yeah. yes. So you have to sign up before the application deadline uh, for that gotcha. state. Okay. So if you think, hey, I might not get drawn for 20 years and I want to go on the, I'm, I like the membership program, but I don't think I'm going to draw for 10 years. So I'm just going to set out 10 years. One of the cool things about our program is that the longer you're a member, the more benefit we give you back. So because you're faithful to the, to the membership. So we start you out with a five day fully outfitted hunt or $5,000. So if you get drawn in Nevada, uh, in your first three years, I'm going to write a $5,000 check to the outfitter. If you go additional three years and haven't got drawn, I'm going to write a $6,000 check. You go another three years, I'm going to write a $7,000 check. So I'll write more che- more money as you um, are in the membership. Because there's some guys who say, hey, I don't have a good chance to draw them, but as I build my bonus points up, I'm going to. So I'm just going to sit on the sidelines until I think I'm going to get drawn, and then I'm going to sign up, and I'm going to pull the trigger on it. You can totally do that, and I don't mind if guys do that, but just, just remember that you're not building up your days. I'm not writing a, a higher number of checks. Right, so, so we'll you, do five days, seven days, and ten days fully outfitted the longer you're a member. And the membership, once you lock into the membership price, it never goes up until you draw. So if you rock in right now at $500 in 15 years or 10 years from now, still you, 500. It, it's still 500 But if you come to the table in 10 years and want to sign up, it could be... 800 900 it's gonna we started this thing at 200 and we're up to 350 dollars per species right now so if you're gonna sit on the sideline number one you're starting out with a five day not a 10 day and you're still in you're gonna have to pay the higher membership rate if you sign up eventually so we're trying to get guys to come to the table now say listen you know what i like the 350 and i also like the fact that Every year, once I get into that third, fourth year, I'm getting more benefit back to me, which is giving you more value. Yep. So, so I look at it like if if your if your dream, which many people their dream, I want to kill a giant strip buck with my bow, and I know it's going to take me ten years to draw that tag. I don't know the numbers, but I'm just saying, you're better off, like you said, you get in now, and this is not a sales pitch for you, but this just logically. Yep. Five, you know, you, well, you don't even have to do the five hundred if you know you're just doing a mule deer. So three fifty a year, it's going to take you ten, 10 years. years. So you're in at thirty five hundred bucks, but now you're up to correct me if I'm wrong. A ten day hunt if you stay correct. in that whole time, Full, fully outfitted, one on one, ten day hunt. That's the reality. If you want to kill a giant in the strip, you need some time down there, especially if you're going to do it with and, a bow. And sorry, if you, your next one, what do you charge? For your, I charge eighty five hundred dollars today. In ten years, it's going to be north of ten grand. Yeah, so you're you're in thirty five hundred bucks if you're in this program. Eighty percent off. You finally get a tag in ten years and go pay for somebody. You're eighty five. I mean, it's crazy. That's what, what I'm would you saying. Rather do. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, that's what that's what I'm saying. Is if you have a goal, like I have a goal, I w- I want to kill a giant strip mule deer. And like you said, if it in ten years. The guide fees are going to be ten thousand bucks. I mean, that's the or the more. Reality of it, yeah. That's or, the reality of it. Yeah, if you're at eighty five hundred right now, you're going to be up north of ten thousand bucks by the time you draw that tag anyway. Tips and gas and everything yeah. else. Go, yeah. You're still tipping. I, I assume the hunter still tips, right? You, you're taking We'd like care of that. Absolutely, yeah. right. <laughs> uh, that's a good program. It's an insane program. I mean, when he, when he came up with the idea what, five years ago or six years ago, when you first told us about it, I was just like, it's a no brainer. 
Absolute yeah. no-brainer. Clay and Chad have been members since day one, and they're going to get drawn. And here's the deal. Guide fee, guiding outfitting is becoming a rich man's sport. It is. It's just that's the way. You got all these high governor tags that spend $200,000, $300,000 to kill a big elk or a big deer. Yeah. You've got, you know, we're, we have to charge more. Gas is more. The permits are more. The insurance is more. The guides that I – I have 35 guides who work for me. They want more money. So you got you got to pass that on to the consumer, the client. The guide fees is the best way to combat that. Yep. You're paying $350. You lock that in. That's 90 cents a day. You'll spend that in a weekend partying. So take the $350, put that into your membership, and when you get drawn, which you will eventually get drawn with the way these western states are set up, you are going to get an awesome benefit in return. I mean, we set up trail I've got 300 trail cameras. I was just going to ask you how many trail cameras out there well, on the strip right now. Yeah. The, the 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 quick math is even if it took you 20 years 7, to draw 000, that. Seven grand. Seven grand, and you're still less than what he is today. That's what I'm saying is Correct. even if it was going to take you 20 years to draw that tag, and you could get stupid lucky and draw it in one year, 100%. and then you just start waiting for your elk tag with him, right? But, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. It's the first time I've ever heard of this. Uh, <laughs> well, you'll be a member. <laughs> well, here's the deal. And, and let me clarify this. In Arizona, okay, out of the four states, and I've been doing applications for, for clients for 22 years. So I've been doing it a long time. I know all the numbers. I know all the statistics. Arizona is going to be your best bet to get drawn sooner rather than later at a quality elk or deer. Now, everyone thinks, well, it takes 20 years to draw one of these early rifle elk tags or these strip tags. And that's that could be true. You could draw it in the random sooner. But everyone and their brother wants to kill a 200-inch deer, so everyone's putting in for the strip. But here's what they don't realize. We can get your portfolio and we can take it and we can say, you know what, what are you looking for? You're doing elk, you're doing a rifle, You've, you you want a 300 to 350 inch bull. Okay, there's units that are under the radar that not a lot of people know about that you're going to get drawn less than 10 years and we can accommodate that, put mm-hmm. them in for that so you can use your benefits sooner rather than later. Yeah. That People are all, all over the board. And people, it bugs me when people say, well, I can't get drawn in Arizona or Nevada or Utah. I'm like, well, what are you putting in for? Well, I'm only putting in for the strip. Well, that's why you can't get drawn. So don't say you can't get drawn. You can get drawn. You yeah. just don't want to get drawn anything but the best. But people, there's a lot of people who would just want to kill an elk for the first time or just want to kill a nice deer. I mean, we have the Kaibab. So our program works for everybody from whether you're going for a trophy area or whether you're going for your first time. We we spread the gamut. So this is the best way to go to max. And when I say maximize, that's what it is. It's like, instead of applying and we do the applications, let me, let me back up a little bit. We also do the applications, which is huge for guys who live out out of the state or don't live in the West because they don't understand it. They don't understand how the bonus point system works. They don't understand when to buy the honey license, when to apply. And for an additional 30 bucks, we do all the applications for our members, so we take care of everything. So they don't have anything to worry about. And the nice thing is when they get drawn, we give them a hunt. Yeah. <laughs> we pay for the it's, hunt. It's, I was just going to ask you. So It's crazy. It's easy. If really I wanted easy. you to do the, my application and I want you to, you know, I want you, I, I want you to help me. So let me back up. <laughs> I, I, I have one time uh, we were all going to go to Montana and shoot an antelope. And, you know, some get, some guy filled out all the paperwork and stuff for everybody. And we drew doe antelope in Montana. And I said, I, I'm not driving all the way to Montana to shoot a doe antelope. He, he put in for the wrong thing. You know what I mean? Right. And that's, 
I've never put in for it again because it is, you know, if you were the first time you were putting in for any, even our system as easy as it is now is a little bit confusing. And, and, and you could definitely get confused on, am I buying a hunting license now or do I only buy it when I draw? Because out-of-state hunting licenses are very expensive, you know, in most cases. Um, so you've got a program where I say, look, I want to hunt in Arizona. My goal is to kill a 190-inch mule deer all the way up to whatever you can get me. Um, and I don't care where I go to do it, but that's what my goal is. And then you would go, okay, I'm going to put you in for the strip is your first choice. The second choice is this little area I know over here. And then you're going to go to the Kaibab for your third choice. And you need to give me a check for, you know, the, the fees are 80 bucks. And then your license is going to be 200 and you take care of all of it. Exactly. And that's for an extra 30 bucks. So we you're in thirty dollars per species, or we do a hundred for everything. So if you're a guy who's doing multiple states mm-hmm. and multiple species, a hundred dollar flat rate is your deal. So we call it a ZGF Plus program. So for ZGF Plus, if you're going like, because I have a lot of guys who do Nevada, Arizona, New Mexico, and Utah, and I do all their applications, and they get it done for a hundred bucks. So that's where you'd want to be. If you're only doing up to three, then pay the thirty dollars. But yes, to answer your question, yeah, we'll. We charge you, so we do everything online. It's zeroguidefees.com. You will enroll. It takes about 10 minutes. One of the questions when you're enrolling asks you, do you want me to do the applications or do you want to handle them themselves? Some guys want to handle it themselves. But other guys are like, no, do my applications. As soon as you click on the do my applications, then I ask you additional follow-up questions. And how you answer those follow-up questions will determine where I'm going to apply you. Because everyone has a different time frame. Everyone's looking for something different. Oh, yeah. So we, we know all the statistics. We know what units. I mean, I, like I said, I've been hunting Utah, Nevada, and Arizona. I used to guide in Nevada for over 10 years and New Mexico. But we're so busy in Arizona, I can't get away because all the hunts are overlapping. But what we can do is we can definitely structure your portfolio to get you into the areas that you want to hunt. And with the right guide, and, and like I said, a lot of guys have their own guide. But if they don't, we refer a guide. And the great thing is we just cut the check and send it to the outfitter, and they get to go hunt. So if you're a guy that's wanting to hunt outside, uh, outside your state, if it's not in Nevada, Utah, New Mexico, and Arizona, or even if a, you're a guy that lives in one of these like Chad and Clay, they've been a member for four years now, three years now. Mm-hmm. The nice thing about Arizona and Utah is that you are going to get drawn because, and this is maybe something we want to talk about too, is a lot of people don't know the application process. So there's four states we do right now. Nevada, as most people probably know from hearing your podcast, is they square their points. So if anybody out there doesn't know what bonus points are, basically when you do your application, the state's going to give you a a point, which is basically... If you don't draw. If you don't draw, correct. It's a raffle ticket, right? And so what they do, if you had five raffle tickets, they square your points. Now you have 25 raffles, so you got 25 names in the hat to simplify it. And there's never a time in Nevada where you can guarantee yourself a tag, right? Because you still got to get picked. It's just, it's numbers. Arizona and Utah are different. So Utah and Arizona, if we're talking non-resident, they do 10%. 10% of the overall tags go to non-resident. Half of those tags go to guys with the highest number of points. The other half go to anyone random. So it's kind of the best of both worlds. If you're just starting to apply for Arizona, you still have a chance to draw even places like the Strip or Early Rifle 10, which is... A, because 5% is because a 5% lot of Because 5% goes to random. Yeah. And here's how the random works, just for guys, if you don't know. When you do the application online, the computer assigns you a random number, one through a million. 
Whoever has the lowest number assigned to their application gets the tag. That's just how simple it is in Arizona for the random, about 5% of those random tags do that. Now, people say, well, how do bonus points help me in that case? Well, if you had five bonus points, that means you've been applying for five years. The computer recognizes that, and it'll give you five numbers randomly, and the lowest out of those five chances is what you go into the draw with. Right, so it's like grabbing a raffle ticket. You know, If you only have one raffle ticket in the drum, your numbers are lower. Right. If you've got five years, like you said, you've got more of a, more chance, of a chance to have that raffle ticket. So point. every time you get a bonus point, you got a better chance of getting a lower number mm-hmm. to get a random tag. Is there a is there a cutoff on the number of bonus points to be the top five percent, or is it different every year? Because you said the five percent goes to the most pointed people, right? Correct. Exactly. Good question. So. And people always ask me, what is the max point yeah. number? Well, that's determined on whoever applies for that particular unit, unit with the particular weapon. So let's take Unit 9 Archery, which is one of the most popular units in, in Arizona. So if nobody applied with 20 points and the top guy was 18 points, then the max would be 18. And 5% of that would go to the highest guy with the, the highest number of points. So if a, a thousand people put in for that area, 50% of them, there's the break point, right? 50% of them have on the higher side and the 50% have lower side of the points. So those 50 pr- people that have say points from 10 to 18, they're in it for 5%. And then the people below that are in it for the other 5%? No. So how it would work would be, so they do it by not how many people apply, but how many tags are available. Oh, okay. So if there's 100 tags in Unit 9, 10 of those tags would go to non-resident. Out of those 10, 5 would go to max, and 5 would go to random. Okay, okay. So the max could be set, like you were asking, the max could be set whoever values that unit with the highest number of points. So let's talk about a late rifle nine. Now, nine's a great trophy unit when it's rutting, but when it's not rutting, a late rifle nine tag is not that good. So the highest points to get into a max category is nine. Like two years ago was nine was the number. So if you had, that means if you're a non-resident and you had nine points, you got drawn 100% because nine points gave you one of those five tags yeah. that was in the max yeah, drawn. Yeah. What, what, uh, now, when you say it's not good, what does that mean? They're all broken up. They're not there anymore. They're just the bigger bulls have already moved on. Can you still kill a decent bull with that tag or what? All of the above. All of the above. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's super flat, so if they're not bugling, you're not going to glass them up. Uh, they're broken, they're by themselves, and you put 350 guys in the woods. The thing about, as you guys know, anything that's good, everybody wants, yep. but it's good because not everybody gets. Right. If you allowed everybody to get what they want, it wouldn't be good anymore. So to keep it good, like the strip, you have to limit the tags. So everyone gets pissed because the tags are so hard to draw, but if it wasn't hard to draw, it wouldn't be good anymore. Exactly. How many strip tags every year go out to, to the best of your knowledge? About 80 years. 80 for 13B, and then there's 55 for 13A. And now when you're saying 80 and 55, that's that's archery, rifle, muzzleloader? No, that's just oh, rifle. That's just rifle. So they have two hunts. They have archery and rifle. That's it. They have a 21-day season archery, and they have a 10-day season in the rifle, and that's all they have for the strip, which consists of two units, 13B and 13A. Why no muzzleloader? I don't know. I think they, they like the numbers, and they just keep the numbers where they're at. There's not a lot of deer out there. 
And so they do a count and we check the deers every year. And that was just, that's their number. And I don't know why they don't do a muzzleloader. Muzzleloader is not real popular. If talking in terms of Arizona, muzzleloader doesn't have a lot of deer hunts. We've only have three muzzleloader deer hunts. That's it. Huh. And so two of them are on the Kaibab. When you, when you go to the strip, if you're a, if you're a decent to a, to an above, uh, you know, better than average hunter, are you going to see a bunch of 180 deers walking around like they're, like they're, you know, like they're a forked horn here in Nevada, or is it still a tough hunt? Well, How good is that area? I've never been. Like everything, there's always going to be younger bucks. It's like fishing. You're always going to have a lot smaller fish than big ones. But if there's a place, the mule deer and the strip are completely different. It's kind of like comparing a whitetail in Mexico, an eastern whitetail in Mexico, to an eastern whitetail in Canada. You know, Canada bucks, the British Columbia bucks are huge. 400 pounds. And <laughs> 400 yeah. pounds. And then you put them to a whitetail in Mexico that weighs, you know, 100 pounds. Yeah. And they're, they're the same species, but completely different. And that's the thing with this. The strip is a strip of land. And people always say, why do they call it the strip? It's a strip of land. It's 100 miles long. It starts in St. George, Utah, and runs all the way to the Grand Canyon. And it's surrounded by other canyons. You have Canab Creek on the one side. And so these deer are their own species. And they're just bigger deer. They're... Laid out, we've killed many deer, uh, laid out ears that are going to be 28, 29 inches apart. So the, wow. the body's just bigger, and that grows the mass bigger, and it just automatically grows is there, the antlers bigger. Is it, is it uh, genetic, or is there yes. a different species? Or No, it's genetic. Food-wise? Food I think all? a lot of it, it has to do with both. I mean, genetics are awesome, and they don't get mixed genetics over there. The deer coming out of the Poncegon in Utah that come down to 12B, and the Kayabab, those are different deer. I mean, they're meal deer, but they're just, you don't get the mass that you do typically you do on the strip. I mean, the strip is just its own. I mean, we average over 200 inches. I mean, what other place can you average over 200 That's inches insane. on the deer? Mexico with my cousin. Yeah. <laughs> right. But no, like you said, there's a lot of, I mean, if you're, if you're a four and a half year old deer and you have half decent genetics, you're going to be 200 inch. Wow. Wow. That's insane. I mean, we're, we, you know, we, we harvested a 248 inch buck last year on the archery hunt. And when it's good, it's unbelievable. I mean, guys are passing 210 inch deer because we're looking at 230 inch deer that we want to try to <laughs> harvest. And then I'm like, you're turning down a 200 inch deer with your bow. Yeah. You know? And is that spot and stock or is it waterhole hunting? We do both. I mean, it's, Sometimes the monsoons rain so much that you can't even sit. So gotcha. uh, we we sh we harvested my hunter. You know we had three target bucks, and this year was an average year. It's not going to be above average. Last year was unbelievable. Uh, we spot and stocked that deer and killed two hundred forty five inch yeah. uh, non typical spot and stocking. Um, this year we killed a two oh nine and five eighths deer, a uh, big five by four, thirty two inches wide, and that was our third choice deer. Wow. Uh, it's heartbreaking, and we're coming out with a show. I'll pitch the show, but we're coming out with a show next September called The Guide Life, and it'll be it'll be me guiding uh, our members, our Zero Guide Fee members, guys that have gone through the process of signing up, doing the membership, getting drawn, and then coming out and taking the hunt. So one of our members this year, uh, we followed him through this hunt, and Heartbreak Hotel, man, all on video, the, the target buck, he's 220 inches. He's a beautiful buck. He's a big 4 by 4 with matching kickers on each side, triple eye guards. He comes in, and, you know, we've been hunting this buck, and we happened to sit water that evening because I saw him by the water. I'm like, just go down and sit the water. We got the blind. The buck comes in. He pulls back and shoots it, and the bow blows up. The string breaks. No. And the, de oh. and the arrow just falls right at the deer's feet. The deer runs off, 
you know, 10 minutes later, he comes back into water because he didn't know what it was. Yeah. And he waters right in front of the hunter for no, five minutes. And he has and nothing. He, got, he can do nothing. Oh, so my God. It's that kind of hunt. Is that hunt. deer still out there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got my rifle hunter. We're going to go try to find that deer. Nice. And the cool thing about it is we were the only ones that knew about the deer. We were the only ones with the camera on the water. And so hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll harvest them for the awesome. rifle hunt. But we ended up killing our backup to the backup to the backup was 209 inches. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. It, and that was our third choice deer. We didn't even hunt until day nine. What does the guy do? Go get his bow restrung, and he had a backup bow in oh, camp. Wow. Did and it. we end up using that bow, and he ended up shooting another deer, which was our second choice, which is a mid two twenties buck. <laughs> and uh, I have pictures if anyone's seen our Instagram, and it, he hit it perfect. And we couldn't find the deer. It's sad. We looked for three and a half days. We just could not freaking find the deer. And um, so, at that point, I knew a deer probably is most likely. He never came back to water, so we think he's going to be dead and so we went for the third choice deer but all it's all on video so it's going to make a great episode and so we're going to just try to get away from the trade shows and trying to sell our product the problem with trade shows are great for people communication one-on-one the problem with that is that when you go to a trade show you always feel like somebody's trying to pitch you something sell you something so you don't want to stop and talk to anybody and so what we're going to do is we're going to make a hunting show it won't be like anything else you've ever seen we go to the people's house. We go to the Zero Guide Fee member's house. We interview his family. We sit down with him before the hunt starts. We go into his house. We, Because it's more than just the hunt. Oh, it's yeah. the person. Oh, yeah. And so we want to get some behind the scenes of the person. So that we're going to start from there and go all the way, then meet him in camp, and then go through the process of how he got his hunt paid for and look what he got. And hopefully someone back east that has no clue how to do the western hunting. Yep that's always wanted to, that doesn't have the money for it, looks at our show and goes, you know what? If they do my application for me and they'll pay for my hunt and all I got to do is pay a membership fee of 350 bucks, I can do that. No, we no-brainer. check all the boxes. It's a no-brainer. And gosh dang it, I want to come out there and I want to do a hunt and be a member. And, and besides that, they're not being pitched in a trade show. They're looking at it on TV going, I can be that guy. Yep. I can do just exactly what that guy did. And they can. What uh, channel are you going to be on? Well, we're going to start it on YouTube. Yep. And uh, we've got a pretty good following already, and we're going to get a couple of my friends' platforms and get it up. What I really like to do is get it, you know, it'd be nice to get on one of the networks. Yep. Because I think if we can do if we can do it, we can take this thing nationally. I think there's a huge need and a desire to come out to the West and hunt some big elk and some big sheep and big antelope and big mule deer. But no one back east wants to come out here because they don't know where to go. They don't know how the application goes, and they know they can't afford it. So they don't even bother with it. But if we can fulfill that need, we feel we can reach the masses back east in the Midwest. I'm telling you, you heard my story about the the Montana antelope. It it is not – I'm not going to say it's so hard, but if you're not going to take the time to dedicate – to learning and you know you you said something the strip is split in between two units you said something else area nine is a really good bow tag it's not a really good rifle tag how would you ever know that you know what i mean if you were if you were joe blow over in you know upper upper uh, upstate new york and you said man <laughs> i want to kill one of those giant mule deer and and you see some guy on instagram says man i killed this giant elk in uh in the nine and and you go well, I'm a rifle hunter, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put in for nine where that guy got that huge bull. Yeah. And you draw it and go, oh, I'm gonna kill a giant, and you get down there and it sucks. Yeah. Then you go, this sucks. You know what I mean? All the time. 
same as you know that's part of the benefit of the membership too is the knowledge that we bring to the table and even if i don't do your applications we get guys call us all the time email text whatever we try to be really conducive to answering and we will definitely give you insight and people tell me all the time hey i got these many points this is what i've been applying for this is what my buddy told me what do you think what do you think about this area you do it yourself you hunt it and i think about having an outfitter company is that we're in the field it's not just secondhand or thirdhand knowledge of like well this five years ago was good Mm -hmm. we're in the field and then i call the guides in the marx brothers you know in nevada and in utah and i'm talking to them and that way when we apply guys we know what we're talking about and the great thing is guys get to choose the nice thing about choosing your own outfitter and getting it paid for is just that it was worth the money and i felt like there was a big need for it and it's going really good there's three other companies copying this now and we've really feel that this will change eventually change how outfitting is done in the west for those guys who um you know can't afford it or don't want to pay full boat and you don't have to even the rich guys the rich guy i tell the guys all the time the guys say well i have the money it's not about the money. I'll pay the money. And I'm like, okay, well, let's do this. Why don't you sign up a membership, pay the $350 for your meal there. And then when you get drawn, if you have money, why don't you hire an additional spotters instead of just a one guide, hire additional spotters and you'll pay the same exact money you would have for just one guy with this program. Now you get three guys for the same money because I'm paying for your hunt. Just take that extra money and buy some spotters with yeah, it. So even sure. the guys who can afford a hunt, if you want the most bang for your buck, the zero guide fee membership is by far the best deal on the planet. Well, are you, I mean, some guys, when you talk to them, they've got the money that, that it doesn't matter. But you know, when you think about now, now in your program maybe you can afford a full body mount if you you know what i mean if you exactly. if you kill a big deer in one of these areas and, and and you were stretching your budget just to be able to go hunting well now maybe you saved half of it yeah. now now i get a better mount now i get a full body mount maybe now i get you know whatever a cool mount like clay's got with two different animals on you know you it frees i think no matter what you're going to free up some cash to do you know maybe you bring a friend with you and and you pay his way or whatever you know to you can just it, it just it's a value added thing of, yeah. yeah it's it's i, I do I, i'm I'm sitting over here. I'm stewing a little bit. Why? You're mad at me. I know. I am. I'm sorry. Clay, Clay, mad at me. Clay's been in this program for four years. <laughs> I, well, I was just I was going to save the money and then invite you on the hunt with well, my extra money. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, but that's shit. <laughs> Camp cook, <laughs> bud. Yeah, yeah. I'm really good at packing things out. I don't want to practice that anymore. Well, you can pack my elk hunt. Out yeah. Well, I, I have a feeling I already am. Oh, okay, good. But no, yeah. Four I years. I asked Travis to come help me. He said no because he. What do you got to hunt? Right? You have a. I imagine he don't do much fun hunting anymore. No, I thought you had a tag this year. I had a unit nine tag, which was the last month. Well, then so. why can't you come help me on my elk hunt then? <laughs> See? When is your elk hunt? November 21st. Late oh, because I'll, I'll be on the strip in the Kayabat. Oh, I can't remember. I knew you had to do something. I texted you and you said you had something already. Yeah, I oh. got... So um, the Kayabat hunt, which is the second best hunt in the state on the late hunt, starts November 20th. That's a 10-day season. So we have four zero guide feed members I'll be guiding in camp. Gotcha. And we'll be... Well, I'll uh, try to... I'll try to... I'll try to hold off until that eleventh day. You can make it over. Yes. What's the? Uh, <laughs> let's shift gears a bit here. I like to talk to these these guides. What What do you look for when you're glassing? Ooh. I like to talk to Thomas about things like this too. Help the help the younger generation out. We're here educating people. When you're looking through your binoculars, you're looking at a hillside. 
What are you looking for? What are we, deer, elk? Yeah, whatever, anything. Is it You're looking for mute movement? You're looking for a certain color out there? What do you like to look for? Ear twitches. Well, let me, before I answer that question, let me just say, for those guys who aren't interested in the membership, you will get drawn in states like Arizona and Nevada, uh, Utah because they have that max point system. Mm-hmm. So it's inevitable. You will reach a max point, and when you reach max, you'll get attacked. So unlike car insurance that you'll pay on may never, ever get in a wreck and need it, yeah. and that money just goes out the window, this benefit will be paid back to you on the membership. That's what Chris, Chris Rock so. said. He said, insurance, I pay all this money and everything. It should be called in case shit don't happen. And in case shit don't happen, shouldn't I get that money shouldn't back? I get my money back? <laughs> exactly. Well, that's what members ask me. Like, yeah. They don't know how the program works. They're like, hey, this is like an escrow account. Like, If I put all this money in, do I get that money back? And I'm like, no. It's like, and then I asked them, I'm like, well, does car insurance companies give your money back when you don't get in a wreck? They're like, no. I'm like, yeah, same pri- same principle. This money goes into a pot to pay for the guys who get drawn, and eventually it'll You're pay for your house. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, so go to zeroguidefees.com for those guys who are interested, or, you know, hit up Clay over here, and he'll lead you in the right direction. Yes, but sir. It Alex, is an awesome Alex, program. Uh, you can hit me up. I'll tell you about it now. Yeah. <laughs> no, di- didn't you we, say you got three other competitors? I think about going Yeah, on. exactly. <laughs> yeah, but they, Unbelievable. They copied me. Four years he's been in this program. Yeah, you I'm, could have had five points already. No, that's what I'm saying is that literally now I'm behind the eight ball. Yeah. No, you're going to draw on your Can first. I buy four years in advance with you? <laughs> That'd be nice, right? Maybe 1200 bucks or something <laughs> like that. Well, the, the, thing, the thing about it is is that people just need to realize that it's going to happen. You play the game. You pay the membership. You'll get it back, and it, it, it'll come back. You can't believe how many guys, you know, get drawn, and they don't think they're going to get drawn, and they get drawn. I hear. I mean, I wish I had a 10 bucks for every time I hear a guy like, wow, you told me it was going to be 10 years, and I got drawn in year one. Yeah. It just happens randomly. Tell so. me this, though. I just thought of something. And how many people – stay on meaning you know i want to kaibab deer and strip deer and i pull it in the seventh year does that member stay on they do if they have different species involved i've noticed that they're doing the membership if they do a single species it's to get that species then, then they're out and then they're out and that's fine i mean guys sign up one year they bail they can the nice thing about our program, I don't have any restrictions. You can sign up and leave the next year. You just paid me $350 for no apparent reason, yeah, yeah. but you can do that. My thing is, like, don't just do it on a whim. Do it with the plan of paying the $350, finally getting drawn and using that benefit to go on the hunt. And kaibab deer, strip deer, can you, like in Nevada, elk, right? You pull that tag you can't put in again for, what is it now? Five seven, years. Five, seven, five years. It used to be 10, right? Well, it's 10 years if you kill, five years if you don't, don't kill. But I think now they change that to seven. Did they? I think seven complete. In Nevada. In okay. Nevada. They average it out. Regardless, seven yeah. either Whether way. Whether you kill or not. And Except archery, right? Archery, if you don't kill, you, still, you, you can go one year or you can go right back in. Yeah. Um, is that like in Arizona or can you draw a kaibab deer and put in the very next year for go, or an elk or anything? Yep. You can go right matter. back in. And I've known a lot of guys. My dad drew the strip hunt four out of five years oh, on the Jesus. archery strip hunt yeah he oh. was complaining he couldn't draw an elk tag and then he got four deer tags i'm like i don't ever ever, ever want to hear you complain again <laughs> and kill a 242 or whatever and he killed a 203 on the second year and he passed up a lot of big bucks but yeah you can get drawn right away and that's the great thing about the thing 
the guys are always telling me, well, I've heard about your program and I was going to do it and I got busy and I didn't do it and I got the tag. How much is your guide fees? Well, that's 6000 for seven days. <laughs> they're like, dang it. You know, they're, that's the thing, right? Is they, they don't, well, I didn't think I was going to get drawn, so I didn't sign up. Well, you didn't think you were getting a wreck either. Good thing you have car insurance. Mm-hmm. It, you are going to get drawn eventually, and every time you get a bonus point, you get better odds of getting drawn. The only people that don't have bonus points is New Mexico. And we're going to start a guides program in New Mexico this year so that you, you can double your odds by applying with an outfitter. The membership's going to go up probably to $500 instead of three fifty dollars for your first species. In but New Mexico. Yeah, but you're doubling your odds going with an outfitter. So, gotcha. And we'll, we'll write the check to the outfitter as well. Um, I was just, before we go into what you were talking about, Alex. Sorry, Alex. Yeah, I know. We keep getting off on these My tangents. Bad. Hey, why didn't you sign up yet? Anyway, uh, uh, he's got a double high over here. That was four FUs coming Uh, out of these fingers. Um, Why would Chad sign up? I know. He doesn't. I mean, I get why Chad would sign up, but I mean, Chad over me, is Clint involved? No. Clint, if you're listening right now, you were screwed just like I was. He's the outcast brother. Hmm. Sorry. Now I forgot what I was going to ask him. Yeah, good. (laughs) Uh, See, now I like to see you fail. Just like I said earlier. Dead air right now. This is karma for this four-year gap. And No, tell me. I remember. That's how good my mind is. In and out mm-hmm. real quick. I just was flustered because you told me to F off real quick. Four times. Four times. Um, we're right in the middle of hunting season, obviously. but And they can go to, to the website and get all this information, obviously. But for a guy who does the applications, when is that for those four states? So, it, like you're saying, people get busy and doing whatever. They, they should forget. go. They should go sign up now. They can. If they sign up now, it'll count for 2021. That's what I'm saying. Yep. So instead of waiting until April when Nevada's due, when it's too late. It's too yeah. late, right? So if you're yep. thinking about it, go do it. When are those deadlines? They'll start in February. So Arizona will be the first one. Arizona, uh, February. The second Tuesday in February is the Arizona elk and antelope, and then everything's after that. So if you're going to sign up and you have any questions, they can call me. They can reach out by email. But basically, January rolls around. You want to sign up by everything by January to really cover yourself. You can do it now, or you can wait till next year. You just want to be signed out before the application deadline for that species in that state. Are you listening, Alex? And are your fees reoccurring on a credit card? Do I have to worry about this every year? Good question. Good question. So we do automated credit card charges. You're going to create your own zero guide fee account as you sign up. You'll have your own PIN and your own login. You're going to be able to log in. We track your bonus points. We track what we owe you as a benefit. We track when you signed up. We have your address, your credit card. Everything's on file. You'll be able to go. You'll be able to change your unit selections if you want. Uh, you'll be able to update your address, your credit card, and it's automated. So everything's automatic. So if you're on vacation and you have no idea what's going on and the deadline's coming up, if I'm doing your applications, I'm going to do your applications. I'm going to get you submitted. I'm going to give you the receipt and put it up on your account. While you're in the Bahamas, no worries, no problem. I'll take care of it. Yeah, That's I, got, it. I, I get the email and I'm like, God. I'm so glad I'm in this. I totally forget, and I get the email going, okay, good, I'm signed up. That would be worth its weight in gold right there, right? You know, every year I'm signed up for the strip, archery, you know, and... And like you say, 90 cents a day, I mean, it's stupid. No, it's great. Yeah, that's why it... it, And then, yeah. And let me say one other thing, because guys don't... And I want to clarify this, because... And we might change this program a little bit. So here's the deal. Based on your bonus points, if you have bonus points, if let me clarify, if you don't have any bonus points and you're listening to this and you want to start applying, you're going to be qualified for 
a gamut of units for that state, right? You're not a high risk of getting drawn right away. And if you do get drawn right away, okay, good on you. We'll pay for your hunt and you go. Yeah. But if you come to the table and a guy's listening, he's got 20 points right now. He's been applying for Arizona for 20 years or Nevada. And he comes to the table. The lesser units are going to be blocked out. Does that make sense? So he's only going to be qualified for the, for the best. Top tier, yeah. There you top go. tier. Because what he's telling me, if he's got 20 units, he wasn't trying to do a crappy unit anyway. All these years, he's been applying for the best. For sure. So to protect ourselves, and so guys know a little bit how the program works a little intimately, if you're a guy that has 15, 16, 20 points, and you've been with my program for three or four years, and you talk to your buddy, and you're like, we're getting older. We're, I don't know when we're going to draw this tag. Let's just settle for anything. anything, and let's just go hunt. So I'm going to go into my account and I'm going to change my unit selections and I'm going to go with a lesser tier two or tier three crappier hunt just so I can get drawn. My system won't let you do that. If I had a hundred guys that gave up on the trophy area that they told me that they wanted when they signed up, yeah, you'd, we'd go bankrupt. Yeah, I was just right? going to say, you'd be out of business. So what we do is if you, we allow you to pick, if I'm not doing your applications and you do your own apps, we allow you to pick two choices. Those two choices you'll always have until you get drawn one of those two choices. So you, if you have low points, you could do a really good unit and you could do a, an easy draw unit. And I'm fine with that. And if you draw that easy draw unit, I'll pay for your hunt. But let's say you go eight years, okay, with my membership and that easy draw unit now is not on the board anymore and you decided to switch out of it. Let's say you're like... I let's do late we mentioned late, nine but, let's do late rifle nine that's an easy draw unit so we say you know what he had the unit nine he had early nine which is a really hard one and late nine rifle which is really easy let's say he signed up with that with no points let's say 10 years goes by now he wants to switch it up in that early rifle nine he wants to do another easy unit it won't let him because it recognizes he's got 10 points now so we filter the units based on what your risk is so my goal, to, or my goal, what I tell people, and they don't know that, because what happens is guys are getting my service now. I've been in five years. And now they, like, you know what, because I've had a couple guys tell me, he's like, hey, I'm getting old, and I just want to get an elk. I was doing early rifle 10, which is the hard, one of the hardest units to draw, and I just want to do an any hunt. And he's like, when I went in there to change my units, won't let me. The, it won't let me. Well, that's because you have 18 points, and so you can't drop down to a lesser unit. That's how it's structured right now. We might charge a little additional fee if you do want to drop down yeah. to a lesser unit and just charge you to do that, maybe 2,500 bucks, which is still a great deal. But right now, so guys, I just want to put that, we do filter the units based on what your risk is by based on how many points you have. Can you go, can you take that late nine and put it to another heart, to the Kaibab? Can you up your tier? Yes, okay. absolutely. You can always up it or switch to an equal unit at the time. And I tell guys, listen, if you have low points, like, let's say you don't have any points, Alex, and you come to the he table. Does, he doesn't. Perfect. <laughs> so you don't have any points. You could, you could do, let's say you're like, Travis, I want the strip, and I, that's all I want. So I'm going to do 13B and 13A. And that's your two choices you put on your profile. And let's say 10 years goes by, and now you're like, you know what? I'm tired of applying. Now I just want to draw a Kaibab archery hunt that, by the way, only takes six points to draw. And you want to drop out of that one of those units to a it's not going to be available because they have 10 points you have too many points for that however 
at four points you want to switch into the Kayabab and get run of one of the strip hunts, you would totally be able to because you only have four points. So I tell guys, if you're going to do it, do it with less points because there's more availability. Yeah, yeah. As you get higher in points, less availability and more it draws you to the trophy areas. But I, that's what I, I look at this service as th- this, is a, this is a plan. Yep. To, to to accomplish a goal, right? Well, I mean, I, this isn't the this isn't I want to go kill whatever bull walks in front of me or whatever. Right. This is I want to kill a giant strip deer, mm-hmm. or I want to kill a big kaibab deer, or you know I want to kill a bull or something like. I'm going to make an investment in killing one of these trophies. It's not easy. To, I just had this conversation the other day. It's not easy to kill a big deer. It's, no. it's not. It's just. And then you throw archery into the we mix. Did. It wasn't easy. I know. <laughs> where at? Where at? Here in Nevada. Yeah. In two, uh, you never heard this one? No. In 15 of all choices, back-to-back nights, mm-hmm. close to four inch, 400 inches. 195 wow. and something. 195 and something. The next night, wow. I killed a 202 and 5 eighths or 201 no, and 5 I didn't see that. <sighs> what the heck? Why well, haven't seen pictures? It's yeah, on my Instagram. You don't, yeah, you don't follow but, me. But so, <laughs> you know, that's the... That's I the, do. I need to follow back. But don't you agree that 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 seems like that's what... Well, how old are you? Well, I'm 40. Yeah, Yeah, see, because he's 40. If you were 70, you wouldn't be saying that. Like, my goal is to put in for the strip and put in. No, at 70, you're like, I'm done. Like, I need to draw now. Because you're 40, your dream is, like, to up your game by going to 200 inches, and you can do that on the strips. You're like, okay, I'm 40. I got lots of time. I'm going to put in, dedicate myself to draw that one tag, a once-in-a-lifetime tag. If you're 65, hopefully you got boom points. The nice thing about our program is, like, it never disqualifies the best units. Never. So if, it don't matter if you had 25 points or 30 years of applying. I don't, I don't disqualify the best units. You can always qualify for the best. No blackout rates. Even, no blackout rates. Even <laughs> right. if you knew you were guaranteed to draw by the statistics, if you were the only guy alive that had 26 points and you were putting in for the strip and no one else on the planet had the strip and you wanted to sign up with the membership, I would let you. Have you ever, have you, have you been, have you been burned? I mean, have you had a, because I guess it, I didn't, I didn't think about it that way, but so say I'm 70 years old and I want to kill that, my last bull. And I, you know, so I, I put in for all these cheesy areas and I don't care what his horns look like. I, I just want to kill another bull. And then I sign up for you and I draw an easy tag with one year into your service and no points. And now you got to pay for a guy that's happened to you before. Absolutely. Hmm. Six guys last year had no points and they drew their very first try. Yep. And guys, like, they understand that's a deal, right? Like, you say, hey, give me $350, and I'll give you a $6,000 hunt. They're like, wow, I understand that. Membership works. But like you said earlier, you got it right away. 20 years, you put in, if you waited 20 years, which is doable for you, um, you've put in $7,000. The ratio is the same. You're still getting a hunt that's going to be, in 20 years, a 10-day fully outfitted hunt is going to be north of 16, 17 grand. And you've only put in seven grand. You're still saving yourself ten, eleven thousand dollars, which is more than you would save if you got drawn in year one. Mm-hmm. So it works rather you get drawn in year one or rather you get drawn in twenty. And that's why we set it up this way, because everyone's after a different thing. Some guys have never killed an elk. They want to use the program. They want a guide to kill an elk. They've never killed an elk before. They want to come out to the west. And some guys have killed all kinds of elk, and they want a four hundred inch bull, and they're putting in for the best, and they want to use the mm-hmm. best outfitter, and they don't want to have to pay for it. My membership still works for that. Yeah. So we tried to be accommodating on all levels for anyway. The only way you do not want to use my service is if you're a dead DIY guy that totally wants to do it on your yeah. own, or you just want to spend extra money. 
because that's the only two reasons you want to use the service. You're going to save thousands of dollars doing the membership, and you're going to get an awesome, reputable outfitter to help you with it. Unless you're a DIY guy says, nope, I don't want an outfitter. I never want an outfitter. I want to strictly totally do it on my own. That's the only way you won't benefit on this service. And, and so, and we set it up that way. We set up that way. There's not a reason you can't come up to me and say, this is the reason I'm not doing your membership because I can refute that because unless you want to spend extra money, it just doesn't work. Right. And that's what, that's the only way you can wrap your mind around not getting into that program is if, if you're not interested in having a guide. I mean, you know, exactly. then, then I got nothing for you. You got, no, you got nothing to offer, right? <laughs> right. You, I got it, nothing wrong. Would you, would you, uh, do you take that fee just to do the applications? Do you have a side bet for that? I or used no? to, I mean, I had an application service for many years, uh, for the last 25 years, we've been doing applications, but we rolled everybody into the membership because we really feel that's way more valuable. And I called all the members. So like, listen, I'm doing your applications for you every year. But I'm still going to charge you guide fees when you draw. Rather, if you pay an additional 200 bucks, it's, I'll yeah. pay for it. Yeah. Would you rather do that or do you want to pay full boat? And all of them switched over because yeah. they understand math and they understand money. So they all switched over to the zero guide fee member, which they have to pay me 200 more dollars. But I am also given a huge benefit on the back end. So yeah. anyways, to get back to your question on, on glassing. See, I didn't forget. No. <laughs> I thought you were trying to hide your secrets. When do you have to leave? Give us your secrets, I, I, Gypsy. I, when do you have to leave? Because I, I want to talk to him like for nine hours. There's so much we can learn from. But we're going to do another podcast with him. But I'm just wanting to know how long we have until you for... Of my time? Of your time before we have to start part two tomorrow. I I don't know. Well, I'll do whatever you want, Dad. Ooh. I do No, but I do have a, a dinner at the Elks Lodge tonight. See, that's how much I love Elk is that I'm also a member of the Elks Lodge. Lodge. Okay. We'll, we'll figure that out. I do have dinner in initiation tonight. So at some point, I do have to leave. Okay. But stop interrupting. You See, these guys, they, they don't want to give you these secrets, all you listening out there about glassing. They don't want to do it. The button, the twitch veneer behind a sagebrush. It's easy, Alex. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. Get in your glass and sit hey, there. And talk to me in four years. I'm not going to let this go. Ooh, another thing I'm good at, multiple languages I can speak. <laughs> okay, go on. I'm still trying to think what I'm good at. Like, yeah, that was a kind of like a curveball question well, that nobody knows hey. that I'm good at. I don't know. I'm this not, guy's not been archery hunting since he was 12 years old, and he comes up with love making is what he's good at. <laughs> you can't shoot an aspirin at 150 yards or anything like that. You shoot a recurve with your foreskin or anything. Oh, I, I mean, I. holy cow. Whoa. All right, we sorry. took it there. We took it there. Go ahead, Jessica. What, what, go ahead. Tell, <laughs> talk, to, talk to these guys about glassing for a minute. Oh, well, I, you know, the trick about glassing to me is um, having the glass be still. Like, mm. the, the so more still your glass is, are you on the a more tripod? You, yes. Unless I have the tins in my hands. If I'm just glassing briefly, if I'm standing there glassing a scenery and we're walking, um, I got the tins. But the more still your glass is, the more you pick up movement. If your glass is See? shaky or you're moving around, you won't pick up that little twitch of that ear or the twitch of the tail. I mean, the eye, the human eye picks up is awesome picking up movement. Man, if something barely moves and your glass is completely still, you'll catch it. I mean, like that. So for me, when it's I'm glassing hell of a tip. Off, hell of a tip. Yeah, never, never would have thought that's what he was going to say. No. See? Aren't you glad I asked? Did you just say orange? Like an orange? Yeah, weren't you glad I didn't say <laughs> banana? <laughs> Wow. Yeah, See, it goes there. So I'm I put lost. my 15s on. I have the BTX, those, you know, those new BTX, which are great. But I still like glassing with my 15s on a tripod 
and and then once I see something, I'll great you know, and then I want to get it closer. I'll get out the BTX, but I just like to. You need to take time. Guys move their, and I'm guilty of this too. But glassing so fast that you can't take time to pick up the movement. You're either looking for shape or color, right? And that's good. I mean, shape, color, movement. That's the three things you always look for. But um, if your glass is still and you just kind of leave it and then, you know, look at the whole perimeter of your glass and go up and down it without moving the glass, you'll pick up a lot of things, little movements that you normally won't. And I want to just glass real fast and be done with it and move Uh on sometimes. But being patient definitely will work you out. It's crazy. Like I'll pick up a bird in a bush at a thousand yards because my eye catch it or that little tail or that the ear twitch or the antler i've many times we've we've glassed up a little the, sh- the sunshine on the little antler tip that barely just moved but if your glass is shaky you'll never see it makes sense and on a on a way <laughs> same subject but on a totally lesser scale bigger scale of movement uh john david stanley a buddy of ours here in reno had a deer tag in the sheldon 10 years ago and we're going along in the truck, just getting there, like on the driving to camp, basically. And he's glassing in the backseat with his obviously binoculars as we're driving. <laughs> and he's there's no deer over there. And yeah. we're like, how do you know? Shut up. There's there's deer right there on that mountain. And, he, you know, he's 16, 17 years old, whatever he was. And there's no deer. There's no deer. I can't. There's no deer on that mountain. I said, stop the truck. Right. Stop literally in 13 seconds. What about those ones right there? Right. And so obviously a way bigger scale of moving your glasses, but he... That's as good as checking the wind while you're driving. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, I was just like, John David, just shut up. Yes. But yeah, so that's, it's an unbelievable tip actually. It is really good tip. I've never heard it put that way. No, I never have either. I'm so glad I asked and I'm so glad you didn't try and hide it from me any longer. (laughs) No, I want you to see, he didn't want to give that out because he doesn't want you to turn into a DIY guy and try and spot your own stuff. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just kidding. But there is so much more I to like it. DIY I like DIY guys, but I, do. I don't. I'm not a DIY guy, even though I'm an avid hunter. I I trust me. When I get drawn for Nevada, I'm going to call Greg Krogh up because I'm going to draw a mule deer hunt, and I'm going to draw an archery 231 tag, and I am I know he's done it for a long time, and Muggy on Rim Outfitters, and he's legit, and he knows that those deer like the back of his hand. I used to do 231 i used to guide there i guided there for 10 years in that whole 221 area 240s and all that but i know my worth of a good guide and why why wrestle with it when i can pay that guy and he can show me today what i have to work for seven to ten days to find i'm telling you maybe not even find you you touched on this earlier and and we've we had this discussion you know when uh when clint's son drew his ely bull tag (laughs) Clint and I drove up there, you know, so it's a five hour drive from Reno, you know, or so maybe a little bit longer. So we drove up there with a trailer and, you know, stayed two or three days and scouted. And then we all went back, you know, dedicated a week of time, you know, uh, plus two or three trucks drove back, plus all the food, plus all the booze, you know, all the things that go do a week long hunt. You spend a a guide. The guides are not like, uh, Scrooge McDuck filling some vault full of gold coins, man. Right. They they have a lot of money, yeah. and you just said it. And you said something else earlier is, you can call all your buddies you want, you know, that hunted two thirty one archery, and, and they'll go, oh yeah, there's huge deer up there. When'd you have that tag? Nineteen ninety nine. Right. Oh yeah, nothing's changed. Right. You know, that's the whole thing, right? So you got guides that are out there 
the ones I know that they, they damn near do it year round. You know, they're not going to look at them, I guess, when they're shed and, you know, but I mean, they're, they're out there as soon as horns start growing, they're finding water holes. They're finding, you know, the ones that are starting to put on good growth early. They're starting to make plans towards killing big deer and big elk. And that's, you know, even when you say you get 7,500 bucks or 8,500 bucks, I mean, if you took me and I killed a 200 inch deer and it only cost me 7,500 bucks or whatever you said, I'm totally happy with that. You know what I mean? And I think anybody that's really looking at trophy hunting or, you know, I guess, or, or doing something beyond filling your freezer, I mean, you get into this program here and save yourself a bunch of money and you got a goal to do that. The, the, the guides are worth their weight in gold. It sounds like, and I'm new to your program, Clay. Uh, it sounds like your program's <laughs> worth its weight in gold. I mean, that's a it, it, my my eyes have been opened, and now also I I'm, I've got a nice classing tip out of you. Yeah, it's all in all, a, a been a great day. Well, a guides want you know <laughs> outfitters want to have in this day and age with all the social media, guides are competing with other guys to show off deer, to show off elk, show sheep and antelope that they're getting it done. Because I tell you what, you go a year without getting it done with your clients, they're going to go with somebody else. Absolutely. And so guides are in the business of giving you in front of the biggest elk, deer, sheep, animal, whatever it is, they can because they want future business. And they, they're not going to get future business off misses. Right. They're not going to get future business off wounds that you don't recover. Yeah. They're only going to get future business off their, your reputation and holding a big old freaking buck in a picture. Right. Because it's on Instagram, right? And they're like, oh... That guy's done it six years in a row now. I want to go with that guy. 100%. And so, I think you got to have a half-ass of personality. Yes. Right? I mean, you got to – I think a lot of guys will book again if they had a great time with somebody. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, well, you better Travis show them is, something. Travis isn't the, you know, front guy at his business. But you got to go there, right, <laughs> to understand. That was a uh, backhand comment, by the way. No. <laughs> but you got to go there to understand the, the personality. Sure, and once sure, you sure. get that relationship built, they'll come back. The best thing to do is, like you just touched on, get a membership for 350 bucks. And if you want to go with one of the best outfitters in the Nevada or Utah or New Mexico, I don't care. Yeah. I'll write the check, and you can go with them and have a great time, and you don't have to pay the bill. Yeah. Hey, Alex, what I, do you see? Show, show Travis what I just sent you. Let me see. Yeah. <laughs> a, li- a link to your website. So everybody knows, yeah, Clay, Clay sent me the uh, link to zeroguidefees.com. So now four years later, I can catch up, you know. I guess uh, I guess really, uh, hey, if in four years we get Clint involved, then you, you'll, you'll at some point we'll be able to go there like three different times, four different times. Absolutely. You're going awesome. to put in January. He'll get drawn He'll before get drawn both of you yeah, exactly. because you well, kept it from him. I, and I would deserve that. I'm going to knock on a little wood right now. I would deserve <laughs> that. That would be nice. <laughs> well, that's that's exactly what will happen. And we'll take Alex out. That's, that's right. great. And you guys can all come and we'll video the whole hunt. And that's right. Do you do the $500 one, Clay? Does he do your applications for you too? I don't know what he does. I do the applications <laughs> He does everything for, for me. So that's yeah, the only way to go, yeah. Yeah, I don't, like I said, I don't touch it. I get the email and go, oh, God, I'm so glad I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> well, there's Hunt and Fool. There's, go, there's, you know, there's Hunt and Fool. Who else does applications for people? Western, what's uh, the uh, Western Trophy Hunter Adventures, WTA. Think, uh, yeah, there's Cabela's, Cabela's WTA. Cabela's, Cabela's does Cabela's. something, yeah. They do all the applications, but one thing they don't do, 
they don't pay for your hunts. Right. They'll do the applications for you, and then they're going to want you to use one of their referrals Refer, because yeah. they get a kickback of 15%. But you're still paying $8,000. You're still going to pay five day grand for the guide fees, and they're going to get a kickback. Yeah. So what what we do is we, not only do we apply you, we actually pay for your hunt. So we, do, we take it a step further that nobody else is, is doing. And there's a couple of knockoff guys that are trying to do it, but the the knowledge that we bring to the table and what and we've been doing it for five years now with the membership and it's going great. Um, you know, it's there's a lot of guys who discounted it. A lot of guys said it'll never work. That's a scam. That's not going to work. You can't do this. You can't do that. Listen, I thought of this thing in 2013. We didn't come to market until 2016, and. So for four years there, there's a lot of R&D because you can't go around just promising hunts to people that you're going to pay yeah. 20 years in the future. Yeah. You don't take that lightly. So you got to have all your crap together, make sure you're protected, make sure that you can actually back up the promises you're, you're offering. And so we feel like it's going good. We've proved everybody wrong. Uh, it is. In fact, there's three other companies doing it. I was just going to say, what's uh, uh, intimidation? No, 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 or no. no. Uh, uh, Oh, we both want to say the same thing. We can't think of it. God darn it's an it. Imitation. Imitation is the highest form, form of flattery. flattery. There you yeah. go. Yeah. So yeah, if, if people are knocking you off, you know you're doing something good. Hey, yeah. we, we've talked about deer and elk all day. Do, uh, what if I want an antelope tag or a bear? Do you cover more than just deer and elk? You cover anything, everything. I'll, well, the, so in Utah, you have eight big game species. You have some lifetime moose. You know, goat, buffalo. For the $500, you get covered for all eight big game species. You just have to register for each one of them, so we know. Um, we don't do bear. Um, probably could. Anything that's a draw, we would do. Obviously, if it's an OTC hunt, we won't do. But, um, but yeah, bear hunts. We haven't done any bear hunts yet. Nevada, we do every big game species. So any of the sheep, any of the antelope, any of the any goat, buffalo, or deer, elk, we do. So, four states. but not, I, I would, but not something like mountain lion, even though it's considered big game in an over the counter. No, we don't do mountain lion or bear yet. Not okay. that we wouldn't do it, but we really need to get. I want it. The next thing we're going to do is this New Mexico through the outfitter program so that you can apply with an outfitter, double your odds of getting chance, uh, drawn and still being a member. With yeah, it. because with Mountain Lion, it's, it wouldn't, wouldn't work because you, it's $26 over the counter. I was going to say, right. and you can have one every year. You'd, you'd yeah, pay him his 350 bucks or 500 bucks, and you'd have a $2,500. Yeah. Uh, but so Desert Bighorn Sheep in Nevada would be a uh, – if somebody was, was questing towards their Grand Slam and wanted a big desert or, well, yeah. you know, that this would be a good program for them too, man. So one of the things we're coming out with, glad you mentioned it, because sheep guys are like their own kind of different breed, right? Sure. Yeah. And so what we're doing with the sheep is we want to come up with a grand slam package. That so all the cool. sheep guys out there, you'll be able to put in for somewhere between five to 15, or I'd say five to 10 different states and your one membership would cover all those states for any of the sheep. Because so, sheep's hard to get drawn, right? Well, so if you got one left or, or whatever, say you want to start your grand slam, you would be in for five states for say a desert 350 bucks right that's and we a, cover all the states and you'd be able to put in for all those states with that ever covered desert bighorn sheep for three and it'd be called the grand slam package that's really so you can do that for 350 to 500 dollars. we haven't come out with it yet next year we were coming out with that because the sheep guys are kind of like we're all in on sheep everywhere oh, we're yeah. doing sheep applications and all the western everywhere we can do a sheep so why we thought well it'd be cool to do 500 dollars 
For 500 bucks, we'll cover any sheep tag you draw anywhere in these 10 states. Do your Does your program cover Silver State, PIW, uh, Nevada's got that dream? If, if I were to draw one of those and I'm enrolled in your program, am I still enrolled or no? We do cover, we, we are, no. <laughs> no no but we are going to cover the gu- the guides um so you can do mule deer you know through an outfitter as a non-resident and that increases your odds so we are going to cover that we will cover that so mule deer like if i was going to go through an outfitter in 231 or 223 or whatever i that is going to increase your odds and we will definitely cover you on that but we don't do the p we haven't got that we still have to come up with a referral program. See, if we had a referral program, Clay would refer that to you a long time ago, and he'd get his membership for free. Ooh. See, we didn't do that. Well, that, that, that membership or that referral program is not in place. It's, I know. That's why you didn't do it. Yeah, yeah but exactly. you text so me that I've already signed up. Oh, <laughs> I already got my PIN number there. And the other thing we want to do is a lot of the dads. Are you really mad at me? I sense it. He is super mad. God. I just sorry. feel like you're giving the you look know, right yeah. now. I am good. If you guys I mean, could see. Literally right when he was like, yeah, uh, Clay and Chad are signed up. I'm like. What your, your, are they your, now? Your beard used to be brown. It's just pure red. red. Fire red, engine red, red right now. <laughs> we also want to come up with a, a dad, you know, a family package where dads or moms are paying for their kids. And not everybody wants to be paid $350, $350, for parents. It gets expensive if you're doing your whole family. Yeah. So what we want to do is like a one rate does everything. And then we'll be able to um, do the whole family in there. So you can do a family so, package. No, it's it, very cool. Leave that price up there. I would want my dad to be paying. 12 years old, he starts paying 350 bucks. And by the time <laughs> I'm 32, I'm going to draw a strip tag. with. I, yeah. yeah. Where were you on that one, Dad? I could yes. already been there twice. And, you know, we're talking about the strip, but Kaibab is awesome. Yeah. The last five years, they've really yeah, no, reduced I, the tags. The deer have really come up. You can do an archery tag, 100% draw odds with six points. And in Arizona, if you put in for five straight years without missing, they'll give you an extra point. So, so right now, the num- the magic number is five years to do an archery, Kaibab tag, uh, and get your hunt paid for. And that's worst case scenario. Best case scenario, you could draw in the random before then. So if you do the math on that, we give you a seven-day fully outfitted hunt on year six. So if you put in for five straight years at $350 a year, you put in $1,750, I'm giving you a seven-day hunt, which I charge six grand for right now. You're making a deal of a lifetime doing the that, membership. That's what so I'm saying. Is it, There's it, options. And at that point, you kill a 180 buck and you get a full body mount or you do something We'll be cool. hunting 180 plus bucks. So you, you'll see 200 inch deer on that hunt. If you hunt for, and here's the other thing. Now, the other question I get, well, you're giving us seven days, but the season's 21 days long on that archery hunt. So what about the other days? Can we buy more days? And the answer is obviously yes. You can buy as a member. If we pay for seven days and you want to do a 10-day hunt, you can buy in for three more days. And that's all. Once you get drawn, we'll say you'll go to your account and it'll say, congratulations, you do a 12AB or 12A tag or a strip tag. Click here for confirmation. You click on that thing. And then we give you odds or options. You can do, you can bring friends, you can bring a guest, you can add more days. You can add another guide. So all that's right there on your uh, membership, and then you can just add it. Boom, boom, boom. Check out. Just I was like just going to say, it's, it's obviously done at when you draw the tag. Once or, you draw your tag, we give you options. And you pay for the three days. If you say you want yeah. to, in just case, you're now your 10-day hunt, you kill in day one, it is what it is. You paid for it. Regardless. We have guys pay up front. So the members will pay up front if you want additional days once you draw because... 
my guides have primary jobs and they need they to need take to time move. off work. So you, all that's got to be established before the hunt starts. Okay, what what happens if I don't kill on day seven? Can I pay for another week? Typically, no. No, okay. It needs to be established. We give you guys as a member, if you get drawn, you're going to say, if you're going to add days or guides or guests, that needs to be done by this date and it'll say on your membership. And so... Um, being that you drew the tag and I got for seven days and I don't kill on the seventh day, me as a hunter, do you have any qualms of me staying and hunting by myself? No. Nope. Because, I mean, you hunted with me for seven days. I kind of know where things are. Maybe I saw a big deer. Yes. I could go in there and... Absolutely. It, as long as there's not... Now, I'm talking from the outfitter perspective, not the ZGF membership perspective. So if you're on the strip, I'm guiding you with Arizona Strip Guides. Yeah. Uh, you're a member, but I'm guiding you. And you hunt for seven days and you don't kill, you can stay in camp. If I have guys in camp still hunting that are paying, uh, that are paying us, we'll have you go to a secondary or third spot, you know, not a primary spot that I'm going to be. So every morning we'll make a plan gotcha. and say, Mike paying client, we're going to go here and you can go there where we know it's good, right? We want you to kill yeah, yeah. because that's only going to benefit Arizona Strip Guides. Yeah. Even if it's on your own, we're going to be able to promote that. So we definitely want you to stay in camp and kill. A lot of guys don't, you know, a lot of guys will pay, will buy up if they have, if they don't think it's good enough. It's, if it's a rifle, if you're doing elk early rifle, the season's only seven days. You can't do anymore. But those archery hunts in Arizona and Nevada, they're like 14 days. Yeah. So you can hunt more than your membership than what we're paying for, and you can totally do that on your own, or we can buy up and buy days for it. You know what's really cool is that Clay's two years away from getting a Kaibab deer tag if he wants I don't one, know and I'm, I'm still I don't six. know what I'm in. And so. I'm still six. I don't... I don't. <laughs> I don't. Well, I might be six too. I don't know what I'm in for. So Clay doesn't know he's been applying for because when he gets the receipt, yeah, it's on does. there. He just probably deletes it or puts it in like whatever. He doesn't look at the actual. No, what he's also. I don't. I'm just. I'm he just could waiting. find out. I'm just waiting for the success. Congratulations. Yes. Yeah. But see, he did the do my application for me, and he answered the additional questions. And yeah. so he doesn't, he's just like, Travis, you take care of it and uh, Let me just know call when me when I get a tag. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. I got one more question on this deal. In a bad year, what do you tell There was silence. There was an awkward silence Sorry. because um, Travis's lady is in here with us. Her name's Jessica. She's sitting over here just listening. Say hi, Jessica. Hello. Hello. So there was an awkward silence because, I don't know, she gave she smiling she, she and gave, texting. Yeah. So this, that was our secret deal of our original <laughs> comment of being maybe good in the sack. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, we don't need to go there right now. She but. frowned when I said that, by the way. <laughs> She's like, what? Uh-oh. What? Did you just buy that? Oh. Um, <laughs> so, like in Nevada, right? They're bad. We're uh, having a bad deer deer. Bad deer year. Very bad deer year. I mean, I'm hearing it from Why? A, a lot of, I have no idea. Probably the drought Dr- is what just, a lot of them are thinking. Just, there's not seeing deer. They're dry. I don't know what it is. No horn growth. No big ones. Is what I'm hearing. <laughs> Don't know, haven't been out. So you have the ability to turn your tag back in up until the day of the hunt. How does that factor in with something like you where I drew the tag it, and then I give it back and I'm still allotted my point. I get my points back and everything. Correct. So I guess next year, I'm, it's really not matter. doesn't matter, right? Here's to back. him? Yeah, because it doesn't matter to you because I already pay the deal. And we we watch that for our members. We don't want them to draw something and then have to pay for a hunt that's a crappy year. And I will tell you, 
I don't care what guys say. I've been doing this for 27 years, and I can tell you people are like, I know it's hunting, and I know I've just paid six grand for this hunt, and I know it's hunting. It's fine. We're going to go out and do the best we can. I'm telling you what. We just came off one of the worst rut elk hunts I've ever been on, and I've been doing this a long freaking time. I heard time. the same thing. It was terrible. It didn't. There was no rut. And you know how many guys are complaining about their hunts? Because too hot was it just before you do no, that? No, they're complaining too. that they're throwing six grand down and not getting a chance to kill an elk. No, he said, why, 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 was why do no you think rut? there was no rut? Too, oh, too hot still? I think that it was so dry that the cows didn't really come into estrus because they're, they're not that healthy. Yeah. And I don't think they can carry calves through the winter. Mm. And so I think they, you know, Mother Nature kind of has that thing where they're not coming into estrus, and I don't think those cows. It's amazing. An answer like that is made. The average guy would never think of that. It's drought, whatever, but they don't. It might say the drought, but not why the drought. Why, yeah. And Mother Nature is why. They can't carry coyotes. It's the same thing. Coyotes are the same way. Instead of having nine pups, they're going to have one One. because they can't make it. Yeah. And that's what I think the deer, you know, that's what, I mean, deer rut isn't happening yet, but. We'll see. The, we'll the see dryness, if it affects them. Yeah. You know, like you said, if if they're not healthy, maybe the they're feed, laying in their beds up top exactly. longer and, and they if don't the have the energy. Dry, yeah. What if the feed doesn't have good moisture content and doesn't have good protein or uh, um, not protein, but um, I don't know. Vitamins. Vitamins in the minerals, feed, yeah. the minerals and stuff to make the, the deer healthy and they're not as healthy as they could be. I think their bodies recognize that and it puts them, I mean, just think of us as humans. If we weren't very healthy, women can't have birth, Yeah, sure. right? They don't have the they cycle. Carry. They, carry they can't up. carry because they're not healthy. Same, I think same thing with these cows. Well, same with, you know, like you, you think about your hair and fingernails, you know, if you, if you're unhealthy, you know, if you, if, if you're sick or you're using drugs or whatever, you know, your hair and fingernails don't grow like right. a person Normal. that's taking vitamins and mm. drinking lots of water and all that stuff, you know, that's, you know that's a similar analogy to to an animal's horn growth too you know or it's and it's i'm gonna guess really based on water you know maybe maybe not all the way but same with you know moisture content in the food and the water that they're able to take in you get the these dry years of nutrients there. nutrients as the nutrients isn't in the feed it's not going to make them uh healthy mm-hmm. and we haven't had any rain for three months and uh, water the water keeps you alive it doesn't make you strong and healthy sure the, the nutrients does mm-hmm yeah, and so they're they're using all their power and energy just to, to, live. to live, not horn growth or exactly. whatever. And the horn growth was amazing this year in Arizona for the elk. I mean, it's been off the charts. Like, couldn't wait for the hunt to start, and then the hunt start, and there's no rut. And uh, you know, you the reason, and I tell the hunters, I'm like, why don't you just hunt, why don't you just book for a day? No one would book for a day. Why? Because your chances of killing one something in a day is dumb. Right? That's why they make the archery season 14 days because you got a bow in your hand and it's going to take days. But guys come out for five days or seven days and they they want all the rut to go right. And they they can tell you, I know it's hunting, but when they throw a $6,000, $7,000 down and they don't see an elk for seven days, it doesn't matter who you are. You're going to go home and you're going to talk crappy about the guy uh-huh. because that hunt, they didn't provide what, you know, and we're, as guides, we're limited to what we're going to do. If you we're on an archery hunt yeah. and they're not, and you're in a flat unit nine and you got tr- a tree canopy, you can't even glass and you're based solely on either sitting water or listening for bugles and you don't hear a bugle for four days, your hunt's going to suck. Yeah. I'm sorry. And there's nothing we can do about it. And, and I've had some calls, you know, after this, this year and they're like, well, 
you know, I just didn't, my hunting experience wasn't good. And it's not going into Walmart and buy a product off a shelf. I don't care how much money you throw out there. If you don't get anything in return, it's very hard for that pill to swallow yeah. when they throw all that kinds of money and time and they've waited 15 to 20 years and the year they got, it sucked and they didn't get anything in return. They didn't even get an opportunity. Tough. And it's a you know, tough I, pill to swallow. It I really think it's those, those years more. Well, I mean, I guess you could argue the money factor too. But when you think about years, is I, I waited 20 years to draw this tag and now there's no rut and I'm not seeing any bulls. And it, it makes it hard to get out of bed in the morning. It, you know, it, it, the morale goes down. You know, think about day three, four and five with that poor guide out there who can't find a bull. And, <laughs> yeah, it's not like, you know, going to... Uh, a bear hunt in Alberta or something where a lot of the outfitters will say, you know, you can come back. Yeah. You can come back right. next year, but it's still another, you know, we'll give you a little discount, but right. you can come but you, back. But you have the ability to come back. And, there, and you know, these, these you Western might, states, you don't have do the ability. It. You got to get drawn. Yeah. Is, is, why don't you do it in Wyoming? Is that not a draw state? Hey, no, we could do Colorado, Wyoming. We could do Montana. There's a lot of states we could do. What I want to do is hone in these four states right now and really get our craft down, being that we want to be the leader on this yeah. and we want to do it for a long time. So right now we're a small company. Uh, we have thousands of members, but it's we need to – there's other things like – referral program we need to do yeah. and a family plan we need to do before we get strung out on all these other states yeah. we, we really want to hone our craft with these four and then we'll move on so no i kind of think you got a good niche you know what i mean yeah. like oh, it's awesome I, I i we don't have to go into a business topic but yeah why stay small keep it all you know you <laughs> got you got some good states with you know you can you can market it and it sounds like you're coming out with a show that will even help more with that because i i really think getting the word out on something like this is really what you just need to do. You know what I mean? And I think, well, he didn't tell you, but here in a couple, you know, whenever this comes out in a couple of weeks and people, you get a lot of signups, you know, this old might have to have a referral program for the podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Give me my four years of uh, accrued non entrance. Yeah, you can get entrance, but you wouldn't have the points, bud. No, I, but I really do. I think that you know, like I said, I, I I'm not gonna blow smoke up anyone's ass. I didn't know Travis before uh, today. I didn't know about his business, and just to sit here like you guys are sitting here listening to it, it's a legit deal, man. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I, I I've I've unfortunately been. Um, screwed out of four years here I'll, I'll catch up to my friends um but no if you've got a if you've got a want and desire and if you've never heard of the arizona strip then you you probably never hunted mule deer <laughs> and the kaibab too man i i you know i i i you touched on a little bit that kaibab unit i had a friend had that two years ago and yeah he 180 deer are, are and by the way 180 deer are giant you know everybody says 200 you kill 180 you're yeah. you're doing something too man yeah, we but, killed 12 bucks over 200 last year on the kayak yeah so we killed we killed the 224 on that late rifle hunt and we killed a 228 the year before and we killed a 220 the year before that i mean there's some really good bucks coming out of the kayak and you know and everyone knows there i think everyone knows arizona has some of the best antelope you know elk and mule deer in the world i mean that's oh, yeah. just that's the bottom line and it's probably your best odds the reason i'm talking about arizona because i'm from it and it is the best odds out of those four with the more uh, tag allocation they give out a lot of uh, tags utah's very stingy with their tags you talk about non-resident and they got some good stuff there too but uh, you, arizona gives you some options and the reason i like arizona is because you can climb into a max 
point and get quick. drawn at some point yeah. pretty quick. Nevada, I really like. I've, I've got 15 points in Nevada uh, on all the species, and I've got 15 points. I've been applying for 15 years. Nevada, there's no guarantee that I'm ever going to get drawn even if I had 30 points. Yeah. So no. you, you hear guys that they're on their 25th year and 27th last, mm-hmm. year. and Our buddy last Nesbitt, 79 years old, and 28, <laughs> 29 years it took. And he he's a um, – What's it when you kill all 29? North American slam. North American slam. He's killed, he killed 28 of them. Wow. And he had 29 years to draw desert Desert. or a desert down in Vegas or whatever. And he finally, after 29 years, got it and was able to kill his slam and insane. But Travis touched on it earlier. You could draw a Nevada tag. You're just putting in for the primo areas. That's what we always discuss with people, you know, because. People will tend to say to us, you know, you guys never really draw that many tags except for chance. But, you know, we're putting in for only the premier areas around here that you've got an opportunity to kill a big deer. Yeah, I mean, you can put in for area six every year and you'll probably draw a tag every other year. Or you'll do it two, yeah. three times in a row. Yeah. You know, sure. but and there's big deer probably in area six too somewhere, but just a lot more people, you know, like you talked about when you make something less obtainable it tends to be a better unit anyway and then and and you have a better experience right i you don't you don't want to be chasing five other trucks up the road every morning and everyone bailing out for their spot you know when you only got 80 tags or 55 tags or whatever you know you're gonna you're gonna get a better quality hunt it's gonna be a more memorable hunt you know oh yeah for sure those hunts and that's the problem. Guys are like, it takes forever to draw that tag. But then if it was easy to draw the tag, that means they give out a lot of tags, which makes your hunting experience miserable because there's a thousand guys in the woods. And, and, you're, no only see, and you're only seeing 120 exactly. inch deer. Yeah. Right. So it only works one way. If you're going to kill big elk or deer, you got to limit the tags. That's it. And there's, predator hunt, predator manage. That's true. <laughs> well, and that's the thing with the strip. We're just, just my buddy just posted deer. So we had a deer that I think is mid 230s, 235. On the strip that we want to harvest on the rifle hunt, mountain we lion? can't. Well, he's still alive, oh, but so a mountain lion got him by the face. Oh, and Ooh. so we videoed him in the dark at 15 feet. He can't see out of the side because there's so many freaking lions out on the strip and nobody hunts, and that's their number one predator right now. And he's probably, unfortunately, going to die before the hunt starts. Damn it! And he'll be off the hit list. That's terrible. You know, but I got to step out real quick. I got to get my son to baseball, so. We're done. I was just going to say, believe it or not, we've been talking for two hours. We have? Yeah. It's 4.30. Yeah, that's fine. I'll end it here then. We're going to talk to Travis some more because I have a lot more questions about some stuff. Um, So we'll do that. When can you do it? Come back, Crosby. Whenever you want, bud. I'm at your beck and call. Thank you. In four years, I'll come back. (laughs) (laughs) When I catch up to my zero guide fees points with you, then I'll come back. I really, I think everybody takes one thing away from this. You really find out who your friends are. You know, somebody wrote a country song about this. Okay, we finally found out what I'm bad at, and that's friendship. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, good. Good. You've been a good friend of me. I like that. Oh, yeah, to the guy that's got four years worth of fees from him. (laughs) See, they're in on it together. A real dependable Jessica, are you signed up for this program? Don't answer that. Um, No, but what 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 a... Petty little heart broke again. Two two hours we just discussed. That's good. And we're going to discuss more. And I felt like I could have kept going. I mean, this is like an onion. There's a lot of layers to this thing. We didn't even really talk about... We got one good glassing tip. If you missed Sorry. that earlier, rewind because that that you can take with you for the rest yeah, of your we're life. Yeah, we're going to talk about uh, tomorrow. We want to talk about bow hunting. Bow hunting. We want to talk hunting. about rifle. It sounds Which like he is, hasn't shot a rifle in a long time, but yeah, maybe he, he knows a thing or two about it. Maybe. 
I've shot. A, I've seen a lot of people shoot. <laughs> well, so uh, you my know clients, and yeah. uh, a lot of people miss. All right, Travis. <laughs> a lot of misses. Travis came into town for uh, not only this, but we're having a good uh, party with our boys Adam Hood and Leith Lofton for your birthday, Chad's birthday, his girlfriend's birthday, and my girlfriend's birthday. Wow. All of them from the 19th, the 21st, and the 22nd. So we're all having a good old time here, and uh, we'll be back with Travis for Zero. us tomorrow. But for you in the podcast world It'll next week. week. So zeroguidefees.com. Yeah. What else you want to pitch, Travis? That's it. Zeroguidefees.com. It's got a show coming out. Arizonastripguides.com and ArizonaElkOutfitters.com and The Guide Life. The guide I don't life have a website up. for that yet. Pull your calculator out. Do yourself a favor before we sign off. Pull your calculator out. I'm going full Monty, so it's $500 a month. Year. 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 I'll take a month. Five hundred dollars <laughs> a year, you can be enrolled for all the spaces in Nevada, Utah, or Western Nevada. states hunt. Yeah, mule deer, elk, strip tag. That's what you want to go for. Just yeah. take my advice. You want to put in for the strip tag <laughs> or the kaibab. It sounds like. Uh, and by the way, Alex, I've had multiple members draw multiple species in the same year, and we give fully outfitted hunts for every distinct species. This is a no-brainer. No-brainer. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Travis. We're going to get back with you a little bit later, talk more things hunting. Clay, thanks for screwing your best friend for the last four years. You know, I'm going to be that you. guy that draws it the first year. I know you will. First That's year, true. I'm going to be there. That is true. He'll be fine. All right. Well, we'll see you uh, tomorrow, Travis, next week, Podcast World. Thank you. We'll see you.